Welcome to another episode of the Rethink Tank Podcast, episode 74, The Final Fiesta with my good friend Nacho Padre. This episode is brought to you by Yo Mama. That's right, we have no advertisers yet, so we just keep on rolling. Don't forget, we're also supported by Red Shoe. Do you get a hard-on for the conspiracies of the world? Well, Red Shoe is for you. Welcome back to the Rethink Tank. So, uh, we open up today's episode with a Pepsi taste test. The crazy TikTokers got us compelled to try Pepsi Nitro. And uh, we also do a blind taste test because my father is obsessed, or, or was. We, we were able to get him to crack the addiction. But he was highly obsessed with Diet Pepsi and uh, not Joe Padre, my guest today, he is opposite but similarly related. He is obsessed with regular Pepsi, not a big fan of any of the others. So I want to put these people to the test, these Pepsi sticklers. Uh, I want to know, can they actually tell the difference? Is there a reality to this? And uh, if any of it matters, as a water drinker, I'm just coming in with my layman palate and we put, we put it to the test. So that will not be in the audio version of today's episodes. So if you want to check that out, click on over to our YouTube page and you can check out the at least the front half. I say it all the time, guys. This is to accommodate those that consume podcasts the wrong way. This is a visual show, but we're, we're going to make it accommodate to you. So we're on all the platforms. I don't know what you're listening to us on. I don't know if it's Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, whatever the case may be. But um, you could check out the video version, as I highly encourage you to do so, at our YouTube channel. But you will be able to catch the audio version every Friday. Uh, it, it will be coming out after the, the YouTube video, though, so I can't say it'll be at the ass crack of dawn every Friday morning because the video priority comes first. What can I say, folks? But uh, without further ado, enjoy this final fiesta. I couldn't be more excited. Why is it the final fiesta, you ask? Well, we're taking the show on the road. The studio is going to be no more as we upgrade once again. And so for the next couple of months, we're going to be in new and exciting places. So get excited to find out where we'll be at next week. And like I said, without further ado, enjoy episode 74, the final fiesta. I love that term, think tank. Think tank. I mean, you know what a think tank is? Like, how's a think tank go, Jim? Yeah, you know they got cancel culture nowadays. You gotta watch what you say. It's getting, it's getting real scary out here. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know if I can take the conversation here, but we might as well. It's three think tank. Looks like you had a little bit too much to think here in the read. Hola, mi amigos, and welcome to the final fiesta. My guest today is Nacho Padre. Nacho, thank you for joining me. This is our last episode in the All Holy Rethink Tank Studio. For the next two months, we're going on the road. We're taking it out to other places, and the next time we'll be in the studio, we'll be in an even more upgraded place. So we need to send this place out with a fiesta. So cheers, Nacho. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> and on the docket today, we're going to be talking about the old versus the new, the old world and this new modern, technical, ultra-divided, crazy, politically correct world. If anything, I might do the, the Nitro Pepsi, but to me, it's more of a gimmick. It is. You know, um, you got to sell stock, okay? <laughs> yeah. Cor corporate America is... is, is you got to sell stock. You got to sell it, you know. 
Um, who knows? In in three years, this might go away, and then and then a year later, bring it back just to create revenue. You know. And I am at. I would honestly speaking up to your point about the gimmick. I'd be surprised if this is even here in three years. There's no way. I see it lasting the summer. It'll be like a fun, like you said, fun little gimmick. My dad was a chemical engineer, as I told you. And, um, oh. you know, these phones, let me, let me turn this off. I'm sorry. Um, we live by these damn phones. Um, and, and I'm, I, I apologize. No, you're um, fine. It's like everybody else here, you walk around and they're just, on their phone. All the time. It, it, it's like a, um, forget what they call that, nobophobia? Noba. Yes, uh, so uh, this is a term that Nacho introduced me to today. Nomophobia. Yes. And it's the fear of being without your phone. Yes, yes. I is. learned of this literally today. It's mind-boggling. It is. It, it, it just drives me crazy that, you know, you're sitting at a red light and the person in front of you, when it turns green... They just sit there, and they're on their phone. It's like, come on, just drive. Just so, drive. But, but there's layers to this. There's layers to this. No, when you were a kid, and you were at the BMV, and you had to wait 25 minutes to get your license, you had to sit there and board them. You know what's crazy, David? Now, this is another tangent thought, but the reality is, I, I am in some sort of a project of the arts. Like, this, this is a, a creative out, outreach. And you got to be creative. This whole thing is trying to brainstorm and stir up creative new ideas. I have such a hard time doing that. But it's so, I tell myself that. I've convinced my, like, it's so hard to come up with the greatest new idea. But nobody anymore sits and thinks. No. Not at all. No. So I, if when you self-reflect and realize that there's literally no point in time where you are stagnant and allow your brain to think, you are hype, scroll, 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 talk to this person, <laughs> do this job, go to work. And I mean, think about how many, your, your generation where people would leave work, how much was accomplished and done in that period between the job and work. Whereas now, I would love to meet the human being that does that in silence. Right. They don't exist. And why would you, right? Like, I, I'm listening to a podcast. You know what's fun? Back to, I want to double back to the same point. 100% of that lag time, I fill up with podcasts. Um, I, I just can't. It's amazing in this hyper-connected world. I can't stop learning. Just just new things. It would be a different topic. I just, all yeah, my time, I want to keep it going. But you're not going on the web, are you? Because, you know, if they say everything on the internet is true. <laughs> I read that, I read that well, on the internet. Well, no, no, but know? the goal is to diversify as many voices as you can so you can try to siphon out what is actually true. But what's even funnier is I love podcasts. I can't get enough of podcasts. That's all I listen to. But, man, when I finally... Take a break from that, and let's change it up and listen to music. It's like a whole, my brain is free again, and I'm thinking, and I'm listening. It's like, why don't I do this more often? It's this weird thing that I'm dealing with. So I know I went on this little tangent, but I want to get to your point of we're so connected. I think it's taken away our ability to think. We've, un, 
replace thinking with this thing. This does the thinking for us. You tell me what I need to be upset with today, what I need to be excited about today, and my whole emotion and thought process is revolved around whatever this thing feeds me. And, I, and if I can't find it, I'm going to use it to find it. Exactly, with it. exactly. It'll have it there. I'll find it. And I, when I'm sitting at the BMV and I've got nothing to do, I'll sit there and scroll through nothing through, in boredom to avoid the fact that I'm not thinking. Not at the BMV. And <laughs> yeah, they be, yeah. And they could call your number and you don't even hear them because you're so involved in your screen. That you don't know what's going on behind you. And the guy behind you go, dude, I think they have your number. So it is funny. You're in this conundrum in this world where because everybody has their phone at all times, there is now this like silent obligation. I call you. I text you. I can't get a hold of you today. You didn't get back to me. Well, it's it's not like you didn't have your phone today. What a jerk. Yeah. So now there's this unspoken obligation, kind of like how emails evolved of like, you can't let this go a day. You owe it to me. Even though I'm the one that put that obligation on you, I reached out to you. Because I know you have it at all times, you're the jerk for not getting back to me immediately. Well, like this phone call I got, it hasn't chirped yet, so the person didn't leave me a voicemail. So am I obligated to call them back? Oh, but they'll say you got the notification with a missed call. You knew I called you. But you didn't leave a message, so it must not have been important. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's my fault. It's my fault. it, It is funny. That narrative behind it, which I relate to the most comes from the older generation where they had voicemails yep. and everything else. Whereas now the younger generation through everything no, is text, text and notifications. Text, yeah. They go, you got the notification. You know, I reached out to you. Why would you not reach out to me back? So piggybacking off of that, one of my biggest conundrums I deal with today, man, you're just a popular guy. Uh, you Nacho. Know what? It is. Oh, because it's telling me that I have a podcast with you. <laughs> Tells me I have a podcast. See, now See? the podcast just got booted off of YouTube because your text tone is the NBC. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But it's free. You can I'm gonna, bring it. I'm, I can, listen, I can bring man, it. I'm going to beep it out. You're, I'm going to make your ringtone like a fart noise or something. Really? That, so, so because I got it free download. Especially NBC. You think I can mess with their numbers? So I want to tell the the podcast audience what I was explaining to you before, just to give an idea of what I'm dealing with with YouTube and stuff. And like, thank God I have a legal background because these people, Steven Crowder, he's a YouTube channel I have a lot of pride. I, I really have affection for. He has this person on his podcast who is also the show's lawyer, half Asian lawyer, Bill Richmond. That's, that's what they call him. And, and he's half Asian and he's a great, he's hilarious. They use him to fight Facebook, YouTube, all of these conglomerates. I would never be able to afford that in my life. So I'm very, like, that's why I took particular classes, knowing moving forward, this will be my future. I I will have to fight for my freedom of speech. So the thing we're dealing with now, back to the NBC logo, or the NBC tune, Everybody knows from watching this podcast, the past episodes, and those are still monetized because they came out well before this situation. There's a short little clip. I, I'm going to put it in with no audio. You can see it right here in the corner. But what it does is it kind of swirls into my logo and there's a sound into the logo. And that sound bite, somebody, it, it's just a template you could buy on a website. Somebody else with a giant Arab music channel uh, with 
40 well, million subscribers. Lately. Well, that's what they are. I, I'm that's what, and, you. Well, it's because there's a language barrier. I just want to say this is a region that is uh, disassociated from the American market. That's why there's not much overlap. And so you've got this channel with 40 million followers and all these views who have a who have illegally copyrighted the entire music video where they put this template at the beginning so they now in youtube's eyes own that little sound bite the along with the music they've turned off my ability to fight it you try to appeal it it goes to that arab channel and they go they can just click a button no i disagree i have no other further way to appeal it so it's crazy that you just end up traversing this world you know for two years nacho I would I would beep out the word COVID. Oh, I no. would beep <laughs> out the word vaccine. Why? Because you're not allowed to use it. Because it would tank your video. You're not because here's the thing. My views right now are all people that I have have networked myself. The old YouTube would take that and throw it on all the strangers to try to bring people. But the second they put you in the box of you talk about COVID. We it, we don't we don't like that. We don't talk about vaccines. I have I don't I don't I told you about we this channel has one strike ever, and it's because we talked about the Russia you know the the insurrection at the Capitol live as it was happening, and I talked all the liberal talking points. This is bad. This so in is other sad. words, you have no freedom of speech. Essentially, wow. Essentially, wow. no, no, no. I mean. At the Rethink Tank, the only freedom of speech we do have is the speech we create. So I just, not NBC's speech. Wow. Only Rethink Tank. No, it's like that, that, the, the whole COVID for the last two years has ruined this society because now, you know, if, if that's, that's the, the, the subject everywhere, COVID. Are, are you vaccinated? Oh, you're not? Stay away from me, okay? Um, you're, you're, you're bad, okay? And, and my, my think is, if, if you're doing that, when when you walk down the street and the guy's smoking a cigarette, do you sit there and stop and say, oh, you shouldn't be smoking. That's bad for you. Do you do that? Or, you know, somebody, um, if I'm Catholic, okay, and do I go in front of the, um, the, the um, Jewish synagogue and go, you're worshiping the wrong savior, <laughs> you know? You're all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, even let's, I want to go back to the cigarette point. You know, the theme of today's episode is the old versus the new. It, I want to, re- the listener will for sure relate to this. Can you remember, like, go back into your memory. Dive deep down in the fact that this same life that we're living, there was a time where you would walk into a restaurant and go, smoking or non-smoking? Yeah. <laughs> How insane is that? Oh, no, wait, even better. On the airplane, they had ashtrays. You could smoke on an airplane. What's crazy is I grew up in the '90s traveling, no, and there's no. this little flap yeah. in the in the armrest that had no use yep. for a kid like me. What is this for? Yeah, but that was the it, it was the 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 remnants of a past that like is mind boggling. So the fact that I spent an easy 15 years of my life walking into every restaurant. For a table for four, non-smoking. And, and I As was in that smoking group. Cause, and what happened was you would sit there and you'd order your food. And it's like, oh, man, this is taking forever. And you would light up a cigarette. And then the food would come. It was like, that was the thing was, well, let me light up a cigarette and our food will come. And it always happened that way. So Really? <laughs> yes. It was. 
to this day, we sit there. I wish we were smoking because we can. Have it a would cigarette. bring the food exactly. here <laughs> magically. It would appear. So yes. So well. So that's what's so funny is you were in this restaurant. I mean, it. Let's get. I'm, I promise I'm going to bring this back to the COVID point. But don't. You, I don't like the COVID <laughs> stuff. It's, it's enough. Enough. It's 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 the new flu. Is it basically is basically what it is. It's well, the new flu. You'd go in this restaurant. Say non-smoking and just be on the other side of a room full of smokers. Wait, here's one better. Jacobs Field. Okay. It smoking and alcohol paid for it, but yet you couldn't smoke in it. You had to go in the designated area, which was taped off. It's in the, the same, same area. Same area. <laughs> you but you had to smoke in this area. You couldn't smoke in this area. Yet they got the grills going and smoke's flying all over the place. That's okay because that's selling money there. Well, I, I, in defense, I, as somebody who didn't smoke cigarettes, I definitely oh. could, <laughs> I could definitely relate to, like, grill smoke. It, it's few and far between. I didn't inhale Whereas, either. I didn't exhale. <laughs> yeah, was, like, who are you, Bill Cl- Obama? <laughs> who are you, Obama? <laughs> you know what the most popular word in English language is, right? What? Here. Why? <laughs> I, I, I have said ear a lot. Anyway, so what's interesting is similar to that point. You laugh. You laugh at this past world where there's this idiocracy of like you really thought being on the other side of the room made any difference. I have been this whole COVID nonsensical charade. I have been... In sixth grade, I learned this fact. You know, there's random facts you learn that you just never forget. I don't know why, but I can put myself in the desk with the teacher. This is just something I'll never forget. Mr. Valenti looks at us and he goes, interesting fact. If you sneeze or cough in this room, it swirls in the room for up alive for up to two hours where did that science go? It's convenient in the world where we could kind of manipulate your actions and take control of your autonomy. Trust the science. We've dropped science that would put holes in their bullshit. That's why they want you to sneeze in your hands so you can you can shake hands <laughs> and give it to that give them that way. I'm sorry, but have you? I did it once or twice. I'm I'm sure the audience member can definitely relate to this. Have you ever accidentally sneezed or coughed in a mask? Oh, <laughs> I'd watch people purposefully like <clears throat> right into their mask, and it's like, where do you think that went? Yeah. And they're just sitting in their own swampy. No, I used to just pop it down and let everybody enjoy it. <laughs> Chew on this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it in my own mask? Oh, my God. No, I I got sick and tired of masks because you never knew who you were talking to. You, you know, you only see this part. Right. It's like, okay, I, I don't know eyes. I know facial features, and you're only missing, you know, you're only seeing a third of the person. I don't know what it is. I've said it before on this podcast, and I truly, truly relate to this. I mean, this is so important to me. When this thing first started and I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania by myself, I'm, I'm going to the grocery store and there was a specific moment where this lady's leaving and she's got her mask off because she's leaving the residence or the store and I'm going into it. Human to human moment where she just smiles. 
And I smiled back. She didn't see any of it. No, because and I go, it's this, and this is week two into this nonsense. 10 days flat in the curve. And I go, wow. Like, we're really losing a major part of this, this life. And I remember being on a podcast in my apartment, in my bedroom, on a folding table, and going, does nobody miss smiling at a stranger? Yeah. But then I bit the bullet. At the same conversation, I go, but I understand. This is important. This is earth-shattering, and we all need to come together and be a team. So two weeks in, after 10 days flatten the curve, you go, I get it. I'm willing to play ball. We're well over two years past yeah. 10 days pa- flatten the curve. Do you no longer miss your hu- humanity? Do you seriously not miss smiling at a stranger? And that's something small to the, to the regular person that goes, is that really that important to you? Yeah. We need to save lives. That's the whole point of this. And what are you alive for? You, you know when America came alive, came together? was after the 9-11 attack. And this was similar to that. I truly felt that that camaraderie. Nobody was... No, this is why... Okay, I'm going to make one metaphor to this point. I knew they were lying to us. They, and and I'm, now I'm being frank. I'm no longer towing lines. I was t- turned on to the fact that they were lying to us boldly. When I was going to law school, I had the day off, and it's Trump's inauguration. My buddy's Wait, still are, are in college. Killed out because yeah, we, they just cut us off. But that's uh-huh. why I'm saying I'm I'm speaking my heart from here on out. So I'm I'm sitting at my buddy's place. He's got class. He's upstairs. This is a holiday in April that we all enjoy towards the end of April. So I'm I'm enjoying the holidays by myself, enjoying this inauguration that I couldn't be more excited for, and I'm looking at this crowd in awe. Truthfully, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm talking about this audibly to the people in his apartment. Like, look at how insane there are. This is the hugest amount of people. This is insane. Then it's over. And there's a video of everybody leaving the, the venue. And that scene is now plastered everywhere. Nobody was at Trump's inauguration. It was the like lowest oh. attendance ever. And I'm like, that isn't what I lived. Yeah. That isn't what I lived. I know that isn't what I experienced. So I'm, this goes on for a week or two. You've got people going, well, this, this isn't, you know. It's the internet telling you the way to live. Boom. Yeah. I get to a video. Somebody goes to CNN's website the day of, and they're screen recording their their computer and CNN had a 360 camera on the stage. He goes, you know, they're lying to us. Cause he, you could like move the mm-hmm. camera. He goes, look at, this is from the beginning of the, the inauguration. It went all the way down the reflecting t- the ret- yeah, yeah. all the way. And then you could see behind the stage and it was there blocks was, and blocks is- and blocks of people who couldn't even see. It was mind-blowing. That video I shared, Facebook went after me for it. They gave me a, you know, a warning, deleted anybody who shared it, deleted the video, and it doesn't exist anymore. But I know I lived that in real time. I know this was a long-winded metaphor, but I want to bring it back to your point of 9-11. They have commandeered the narrative to say, 
Those evil conservatives didn't play ball. And, you know, they're trying to turn you against neighbors who have nothing to do with any of this. We didn't make the disease. We didn't release it on the people. We're not killing your grandma. But instead of looking at the Wuhan flu or the people who are actually involved, we got you fighting your neighbors. They created this narrative. Yeah, and, and families. families. They've torn families apart. Yes, they have. So you've got a world where they're telling us a majority or or at least half did not play ball. This was as close to 9-11 as it got. When that shit happened, it didn't matter. Blue, red, purple. We all agreed this is the priority until we sort this shit out. We need to play ball. And I know for a fact the, the existence I lived, everybody came together just like 9-11 and we're on the same team. But it's wrong because, again, the vaccine affects different people in different ways. And, and you have to take that into consideration because not everybody can handle the vaccine. I've known people, my mother knows people that they had the vaccine and they're on oxygen now, and they're in their 20s. They're in their 30s. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My wife, um, she has a friend. Their daughter got the vaccine. She had blood clots in her lungs, and now she's running. She has she's, she has oxygen, and she's in her 30s. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Can't say the word COVID. Can't say the word vaccine unless you're one of the big channels. A word you'll never hear, myocarditis, a disease that's just... On on the rise for people who got the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. And I wanna I wanna go back to a story I've said on the podcast before, but I go to a Buckeyes game and this lady is like my best friend for the first half hour, 40 minutes. We are best friends. She's pulling down her mask, trying to lick my ear. She's got such an old lady crush on me. She's Wait, just like, oh this, my God. When did this happen? When was this? Was this this, this year was the first year? game of Ohio State's home season this year. Okay. So it's like the first like big, big gathering of humans. You know, it's a big deal. Half hour in. So we're there for 20 minutes before the game, 15 minutes into the game. They do an Ohio State Medical School vaccine propaganda video on on the Jumbotron. It's on the Jumbotron to my right because we're, you know, on the side of the football field. I just deadpan look forward. I'm not even looking at it. It doesn't exist to me. I'm just sitting there. And it goes on for like three, four minutes. The last 30 seconds were all the talking points, all the hypnotism. Like, you're just like, it's all the trigger words. So I roll my eyes. I'm just like, this lady next to me who was trying to lick my earlobes before was, oh my God, she, she has her, she throws her mask on, puts sunglasses on, elbows her husband. This guy's an anti-vaxxer. Throws her, blah, blah, blah. And, and I got the vaccine. <laughs> so in these people's world, there's no comprehensive ability to understand that somebody could have the vaccine and still not full blindly support mandates for everybody. Yes. And, and what to add to it, what makes me laugh is as I'm driving down the road, you got that person in their car alone with their mask on. Like, what are they doing? Who are they? Who's going to kill you? Yes. The car. Yeah, exactly. Kirby is coming my, for you. My mother, the car, which is an old show. So, <laughs> you know, growing up in the 60s, it was a lot different. At, you know, at, at midnight, the, the television went off. 
that was it. I mean, you you played outside. You had, I think we had four or five stations. Um, that was it. Um, you played outside, and you know, you rode a bike without a helmet. I, I laugh at these people now that are my age. I see them on the on the uh, riding their bikes down the street wearing helmets. Like, where were you when you were eight? Now, okay, I want to ask you that question then. So, it, there's this like tug of tug of war between cars and bikes, mm-hmm. right? Bikes want to be like cars on the street, it, right? That's my dad's biggest yeah, pet peeve. He no. wants to just if sidewalk, he, get on the sidewalk. They, I mean, when I when I was a kid, we rode in the street, and as soon as a car came by, you went on the sidewalk. That was it. That was common courtesy. I mean, that was. First of all, I didn't want to get hit by the car. There <laughs> is no common courtesy anymore. Oh, no. This is I mean, my world, baby, oh, and you're just living in it. You can go down the freeway, and somebody within three inches of your front bumper is coming over, and they could have their turn signal on because that gives them the right to cut you off. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> no. That, yeah, if I put that, my turn signal on, that gives me the right, because I saw that in the book. No, it, in the book it said it's your, 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 your ability. You want to come over, your, your intention to come in that lane, but it doesn't give you the right to cut me off. Right. I mean, here's the thing. You want the rights of a car on the Mm -hmm. street, but you also don't want the responsibilities and duties of the traffic laws of a car when you're on the same street. Yeah, but if you're, I'm sorry, you have to stop at that, 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 exactly. that, that stop sign. You can't blow through it, even though there's no cars coming. They do that all the time. Exactly. So you can't live in two worlds. You're either a bike or you're a car. And it, 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 what kills me, so so that's kind of what we're dealing with now, is I think you've got a lot of these older bikers with helmets simply because I am, I'm on the street, I'm a car, and I, I might get on. hurt. You I know, helmet on. Someone like, might hit me. It's like, yeah, we'd only be so lucky. Yeah, exactly. No, and it just drives me crazy. I mean, the, the, the amount of bikes that are coming out on the road now, and I, I understand, you know what, it's probably an exercise plus... Plus, if you're living, if you're working close to home or whatever, you can you can ride your bike around. Um, yeah, growing up, I rode my bike everywhere. I mean, we locked it up and everything because you didn't know if it was going to get stolen or not. I even had a bike lock on my, or not, I'm sorry, a license, a bike license. You know what the Fauci science won't tell you? Some would say that uh, that bike might be a little bit better for you against the Kung Flu than even Pfizer. Well, uh, probably. I mean, <laughs> I, think about it now. I mean, everybody, you're, you know, me growing up, we didn't have, we didn't have um, video games. You know, we had to go to the, the arcade or the pool hall to play pinball. But we had to go there. We, we couldn't go upstairs. Um, we were, we were active all the time. We weren't sitting in front of a TV we weren't sitting in front of a computer screen or a tele or a phone playing a game. We were active. Um, you know, I was just talking with somebody last night. I this blows my mind. I thought this happened to good kids all the time because it happened. Literally, I can't emphasize so much in my life. Me and my our family eats out quite a bit. Not all the time, but definitely at least once a week. We're definitely going out. When we were kids. Random strangers would come up to our dinner table or whatever, and they'd go, your kids are so well-behaved. And me and my sister were like, holy shit, this is awesome. This happens everywhere. Like, you just thought that was the world until you realize, oh, no, everybody's a crazed zoo animal, and that's why we stand out. 
I was talking, there, there's a local restaurant, Eddie's Creekside over here, and there were a bunch of parents from our school that were, that were drinking there, and we were talking about how you have, you go to Applebee's now, and you could pay two ninety nine for this little iPad thing on the table, mm. because now, I can't teach my kid table manners right. and how to responsibly behave, so I'm going to replace my parenting with this $3 iPad for this session, for this dinner session. You're just like, what? And that's because the children growing up now classify them as latchkey. Okay, both parents are working. They come home from work. There's nothing, or they come home from school, and there's nothing for them to do. So they have to maintain or, or entertain themselves because they're not allowed outside. Because if they get caught outside, the parents could get in trouble because there's no parent parental uh, uh, supervision. Right. So they're taught to. Here's the key to the front door. Get, Get in inside, there, lock, lock yourself in. And, and keep yourself until I come home at 6 o'clock. That's such a shame. Yeah. And, and you know, when I when I was a kid, you you know, you came home. I mean, we had home-cooked meals. We ate dinner together at 6 o'clock. Um, um, I, have, I have four brothers, no sisters. So there were seven of us in the family, and we sat around that table. Um, we ate a lot of chicken because um, back then you didn't make a lot of money. My dad owned his own, own business. Um we um we didn't take vacations. The only time we took a vacation was basically when one of us was uh, going to get their license, and we drove everywhere. And guess what? That kid that was getting their license was doing ninety percent of the driving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was nice at the beginning. It's like because when I got my license, it was we were doing Colorado and Vegas. So I'm driving, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm driving a, a 73 Cadillac. Oh, this is great, great. And I'm, I'm hitting Illinois, and I'm like, okay, Dad, I'm done. No, no. <laughs> keep, no, you keep, keep driving, keep driving. When I came back after two weeks, I didn't want to get behind the wheel anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that was our time growing up. I mean, we just, you know, it was, you didn't sit on the, you don't, you don't watch television. You were outside playing with everybody in the neighborhood, not everybody in the neighborhood with with a phone, iPads you know, yeah. So it's a lot different growing up as a as a kid in the '60s and '70s than right now. I mean, it's well. So even I I think that's gonna it comes in waves with all these generations because I look I'm first I want to address the one point you made. Like it's so funny. My my dad and my uncle built us a treehouse off of our deck. Oh, and, nice. nice! Oh, it was it was something else. Nice. And I, I have a picture here with me holding my little puppy dog at you know whatever that was eight years old. Anyway, I um I would go to that right at the entrance. My dad installed this bell. It was this old like it you know it was held up by a horseshoe like it, it was this old bell. It was loud i mean freaking loud and you just ring the hell out of this and it was from my grandmother's house they would all just run i mean they'd go streets over that's how loud this freaking bell was and when it was time for dinner grandma would and you'd listen for the bell and that's when you came home that so i lived with remnants of this old world now what was very special about i truly think my generation will be the best equipped in transitioning us into this new technological world. That could be hubris, but I believe it because we had the beauty of truly getting our nourishment in the last remnants of this old world before... Yeah, but you don't know what you're missing. I mean, like you said with the bell, I grew up with the whistle. My mom could whistle the... 
and you could hear it three store three three streets over. And even the the kids we were dry, playing with were like, "Is that my mom? Hey, hey <laughs> your mom just whistled. You better get home." Because I'll tell you what, when you have seven people at the dining room table, if you don't get home in time, they're you, eating without you, you. You don't eat. And we never had leftovers. Leftovers were not a thing that, that was in our vocabulary because what was done, you know, you wanted to actually you wanted to set the table because so you, you can get the you can nosh on the food as you're putting it on. Um, you don't want to clean the table because usually there was nothing left to clean. But yeah, oh yeah, it's we had to whistle. My mom could whistle three streets over. Everybody heard it, and all of our friends knew that whistle. You better get home. Well, so. To kind of further enhance the point, I had the, I think there was this transition to this whole new world where you're plugged in all the time, you're replacing parenting, teaching, uh, physical and, and recreational activities with this technological world. And I felt we were this generation that caught it right as its transition, and we got to see both sides of both worlds. You got to kind of see behind the veil, like behind the stage. You saw the transition between the two to, to kind of really make the point. We went on this whole tangent about, you know, how stupid video games are and stuff. I lived in a world where we would get on our bikes, ride the whole neighborhood, knock on front doors, talk to moms who were total bitches. You know, can Kevin come out? No! And you're just like, whatever, lady. I just wanted to play with Kevin. Like, whatever. I mean, you took it on the chin a couple times in this cranky world. But we had this world where you'd go grab all the kids. We'd play kickball. We'd yeah. play capture the flag. And, you know, someone stubbed their knee. Or you push this kid too hard and he's crying. And you know, all these things you had to deal with. So I got to, be, to experience that. But then, I mean, I'll tell you, junior... And in, in, well, more like sophomore and junior year of football, we would. You didn't play varsity. You, you sat there and you watched other people play for the most part. So our Did life. You feel bad? No, you, no. Really? You, that's how life worked. And they were two, two, three feet taller than me. hundred puberty was an afterthought for me. It didn't come way soon enough. Not too much, so, too much. Too no, much. No, I was this little baby. So I get it. I knew my place in the world. But man, JV was so fun. It was our friends. It was a Saturday morning. You know, I lived for that. And we would all go out for like a, go to Applebee's or Red Robin, something cheap for kids. But we would all go out after the games. Then we'd come home and play Halo. Or we'd come, I yeah. mean, there was something really fun about, but we were the same kids that were playing football, getting into things that, you know, we would go yeah, teepee the cheerleaders. and all, like, But you're like, all different houses. You're not even together. No, we would all go to my house. So we would oh, okay. all come oh, okay. together. We'd okay. pick up a pizza. after. We, we'd eat, and then it would be just a day. Because the cool thing was, the old Xboxes, you could connect them all together. So, oh, okay. you, you know, so-and-so would bring his TV over, and he, we're all in the same room. Oh, okay, cool. But I never liked video games. That was the extent of it. What it was was a tool to bring us together versus a replacement of us being together. Now, I want to emphasize then what its utility, what the utility it brought to me. Now, we didn't play video games except for after JV. That was just like a thing we did occasionally. Aside from that, now I go to college. I didn't touch that thing at all. It didn't exist really? to me. It literally didn't exist to me. Now, senior year, the Xbox One came out, and you were a loser if you didn't have it. So you just 
did some odd jobs and scrummed up a way to do it. And I still never touched the damn thing. It just wasn't important. Loser. Right? <laughs> Chasing tail. <laughs> so I never touched it. Then I have a gap year before law school. Yeah, there were some days that you, you're you're lonely. Some people are still in college. Some people have moved on to start your life. So yeah, I played Xbox a little bit more, but still never really. Where its utility came in, I then go to law school in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where you've got crackheads walking around. Pennsylvania is trash. Their laws are trash. I don't and know. I, all fans. I and. T- <laughs> I got to tell you, back to the going to the grocery store thing and dealing with just strangers. I lived to go to the grocery store with a Chief Wahoo hat on oh, or really? a Browns jersey. I'll tell you what. The um, amount of people that would just be like, I'm an Indians fan. They'd just come, or, or they'd be like, boo, the Browns. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I lived for being, like, I, would, I, had a, I have a Browns credit card. Okay. You'd hand it to these people. And they're like, hmm. "What?" The, like they just saw an albino deer. Like yeah. you people exist. Like yeah, we're out of here, baby. <laughs> we back when Jacobs Field opened up, you could never get a ticket there. So a group of us went to Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh played the oh. tribe, and probably forty thousand other Cleveland fans went to. It was Pittsburgh. all Indians. Oh yes, it was. It was. It was great. <laughs> As it was, David Justice hit a home. Are you run going to a game this year? Oh no, I, I, um, I, uh, I th- think um, the ten people that complained about being called the the Indians, um, the minority, majority, minority, um, totally screwed the Dolan family. Um, I think they caved to um, something that basically is, you know, what are we going to call it now cowboys and indigenous people <laughs> I, I mean c- come on i mean it just um to me they've always been the indians um my wife's the same way she has a tattoo of chief wahoo um well now she's permanently racist oh yeah no she's not she is she is not racist my family's not racist um the fact that we even have to say those words it is and, and, and when you look at it when you talk about racism the problem I have is you keep bringing up the color issue. And it's not me bringing up the color issue. It's the African-American, which to me, am I called a European-American? I was born in America. Exactly. Okay? I'm an American. Well, it's the perfect way to divide a tribe. If it we're is. all... Well, like, can't no. see the tribe. But if can't we're all rallying under the same title of American, well, then we could we could take control back from these clowns that are in charge of the government. Whereas if we keep you all divided and you're a European-American, you're a Chinese-American, you're an African-American, you're not all the no, same, and you better not, remember not that. Chinese, it's it's Asian. That's right, okay. because we've got yes, yeah, you, we got to include them okay. all. You, yes. Um, well, and that way you don't have to distinguish that there's Taiwanese Americans too. They're yeah. just all. Exactly. Well, I mean, and you look at it, you have, you have February is Black History Month. Okay, so as long as you, where's White History Month? Where's, where's the White Entertainment where's Channel? The span. Oh yeah, you know you have all black television. You know, a girl gotten bit. So this is it. Could only happen from this girl. I, I do want to get, we'll, we'll wrap up the video game topic. I won't forget that. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I really want to, when I was in law school, they had the BOLSA, Black Legal Association, Students Association, BLSA, so Black Legal Students Association. 
Well, this girl who was the top of her class, she was a year older than me, top of her class, she was conservative, white girl. She thought it was only appropriate to have a WOLSA. I they I want to have a WOLSA. No, they went after the school. The school like threatened her. You know, like she was trying to do it through the school. It wasn't like she just started making shirts and made a club. She petitioned. She did all the appropriate things for the school. And the school is like, just the fact that you did that makes you racist. Yeah. And we have to reconsider this. It's like, oh, let's go back to college. In college, there's this thing called LLCs, living learning communities. And what would happen is if you could get a large enough group, like your rugby players or something, like we're all on the rugby team, which isn't like a, it's not a school, it's a club. More. So you get all the rugby players. We're going to make a rugby LLC. You find something we all share. You know, we all are on the debate team, whatever it is. And if you got enough people, you put up a good enough uh, position, the school will give you an entire floor in one of the dorms. Oh, wow. okay. And that way, this is the this is your living okay. learning community. Okay. You're all in the same club, whatever. We've got a black LLC, an Arabian LLC, a Spanish LLC. I mean, name it, we got it. So our fraternity at the time didn't have a house. So the sophomores, the way it worked is you couldn't live off of campus until your junior year. Unless you joined a fraternity or sorority, then sophomore year you could live with your fraternity or sorority. So because we didn't have a house, you couldn't live off of campus. So you've got a group of guys that are stuck still living still living in a dorm their sophomore year. They want to take advantage of we're all in the same fraternity, you know? Like we're how many fraternities don't have a house? Let's all make a living learning community. So you can't do it for a fraternity. So what is the one thing we all share? We're all white guys. Yeah, and okay. and time out. We went to Miami University. It wasn't like we what were in some racist school. fraternity. What a great school. The, I love, my brother went there. It was great. It's just we went to this university that just happened to be like a significance of one demographic. Doesn't make the school racist. It surely doesn't make the school racist. Because no, wait. They're the Redskins. You, yeah. Well, they were. <laughs> they were. Did, you well, went, hold on. My I brother get to, went there. My brother went there. Um, so I got to go down there for sibling weekend. Enjoyed a lot of time uptown. Um, uptown. Millette, Millette uh, Hall, great. I saw Crosby, Stills, and Nash there. Oh. Um, and during the concert, the whole place was going, Ohio. And they would not sing the song Ohio because that had just after the Kent State shootings. So No way. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't play that song. So, But, it, I mean, some nice concerts there. Um, it was nice being underage drinking because you're in a college town. You know what was really cool? If you, I was on the club football team, so I knew all these football players that were way older than me. If you could have an address that wasn't a dorm, uh-huh. there was this one deli that would deliver alcohol. Oh, really? So nice. you just had to go to Matt Brown's house by yeah. a fellow lineman, and I'd sit on his patio and just wait. They'd yeah. deliver it, and you'd be like, and what's funny, I'd go visit my buddies at OU, and they'd be like, dude, you cannot walk down the street with beer. Like, you can't even hold oh, cases. Oh, come on, OU was, it's, it wasn't the party. No, 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 they would was... hand it to their older, like the older, oh, friend. Okay. you couldn't carry it underage. Whereas at Miami, dude, you could dude. do cartwheels yeah. with open containers uh-huh. and just, it was it was a kids playland. It was a great time. My 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 brother in law went there and, and enjoyed. Well, so first I want to double back to the Redskins. Okay. So it was Miami Redskins, yep. right? So what are they? The, the Red Hawks. Red Hawks. Okay. 
What's funny is, do you want to know why they were called the Miami Redskins? Because university is named after the Miami tribe that was locally oriented in that area, but also mainly in Ohio. Yeah, it was the across Miami this, Valley. Right. The, the Valley, yeah. So yeah, yeah. named after the Miami tribe. So if you are a in the lineage of somebody from the Miami tribe or currently still a member of the Miami tribe, you get to go to school there for free. Do you so, get casino revenues too from the re- reservation? <laughs> I, I mean, my brother lives up in Michigan and they have the reservation casinos there. And the they do blood samples to make sure you're actual from that tribe, and you get money, really free money. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You get well, free money. so it, it's just funny. You'd go and talk to these kids that are at your school, that are descendants of the Miami tribe, mm-hmm. and they'd go. Yeah, no, it was a bunch of pissed off white people that changed the name. We liked it, and it was named after us, and we appreciated it. A point I was going to bring up earlier when we were talking about, you know, African-American, all that. When we were going down that line, I wanted to bring up, we're going to be making Rethink Tank shirts. Make grocery aisles diverse again. Because you've got white people coming in and taking all, all, Captain Crunch is still there. You know, Peter Pan. Wait, no, it's. Um, Cracker Jack is now Cracker Jill. Cracker Jill with an afro, by yeah. the way. Oh, oh really? Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm telling you. So, so it's just so funny. In pursuit of diversity and inclusion, we are taking all the minorities off the shelf and taking all of their relevance away. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to why we even brought up Miami to begin with. So. They weren't the the school denied our fraternity's ability to have an LLC from for being white guys in the same building where they have five other floors of other is demographics. That, isn't that reva- reverse um, racism? That is a false term created by you white people because uh, Nacho, I'm not you can't white. be racist I'm, I'm against a, white I'm, people. I'm a European American. <laughs> A European American with a sombrero, yeah, even exactly. better. <laughs> but I'm not white. Actually, I'm, I'm pale. Right. If I'm white, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... Um, so let's uh, let's double back real quick to the utility of video games. I there. That's what's crazy. The 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 thing we got to struggle with, and and it comes with everything. You can have a day where you're sucking down ten different Pepsi's because. You're not doing this every day. Wait but when you're that guy... We didn't do Cokes. For a Are reason. they going to be pissed? Because I hope so. Co- right? You got to pick oh. a team. We oh. pick Team Blue. Oh. Red loses in this one. You're going to get banned from YouTube, <laughs> Twitter, everybody. Facebook. It's because over. You didn't, coke, you didn't do Coke. But you're, you're biased. You, you're, you're, you're racist against Coke. YouTube wants you to do Coke. <laughs> and so does the pusher down the street. Yeah. <laughs> but don't make sure it's I had that fentanyl in there. Yeah. Jeez, oh man! I'm gonna tell you what. Growing up, it that was you know we just had we just had Maui Waui, and um, what was the Mexican shit? It was it was bad stuff. And now you have now you can go to a Colorado and just go to a store where they have everything your heart could ever desire. New meaning to the world. The mile high city. (laughs) I got to tell you, nobody talks about this enough, but I have never been more short of breath in my life going to that location. It blows my mind how much it had an effect. It it really does. I mean, I remember driving there and back in 76, so I'm showing my age, 
um, because I was driving then. Uh, I was getting my license. Um, My dad actually had to stop on the side of the road and and undo the gas cap because we had no power because uh, the tank was actually... And when he undid it, you hear just the air going back into the gas tank, and we had power again. So, yeah. It was crazy. Mm, You'd buy something from the store in Denver, right? So we're going skiing. You'd buy some jerky, chips, whatever. You'd get to to the resort... And it was like the bag was just like, (laughs) and you're just like, what the heck? I mean, it's another world. Um, But again, we digress. So we always do. We all, that's the point of a podcast. You know, you just go off what you're you're thinking about. So, um, you know, poor Coke, we don't have you, even though we wish you're in our hearts. But what about RC, our RC Cola? What you know? You're, that's you're, what we, the, that's the next one. So when we're when we're in Nacho's garage, okay, we're gonna see if you. We'll do just regular everything. Okay, regular yeah. RC, regular Coke, regular Pepsi. Wow. See if you can tell the difference. Okay, we'll throw Dr Pepper in there like the cherry Coke. The, the given. <laughs> I think it's with red stag. Yeah. <laughs> is this the Pepsi yeah. with red stag? Yeah, exactly. I can't tell. Exactly. I think this is regular Pepsi <laughs> with red stag. No, it's Dr Pepper. Um, so. Here's the interesting thing. Just like having 50 Pepsis or, you know, there's the meathead at the gym that can't stop exercising. And then there's the guy that you just, you know what my dad taught me? You know, you're never going to be the best basketball player. You're never going to be the fastest. But if you could, basketball is a sport. I never really liked basketball, so that's why I'm kind of picking that one more than anything. But he's like, you just can't be the worst. You don't want to be the kid that nobody wants to pick, that nobody wants on their team. But you're always just going to be, be that last person. Some, there's somewhere, somebody will. Somewhere down but, the but, but, somebody again, has to be that if, last. If, even if you're that last person, just make sure you're in the middle of the pack in terms of performance. Mm-hmm. Just just be somebody oh, that don't, you don't have to be the best. Yeah. Just just be someone that they enjoy having around and isn't holding anybody back. So even when it – like I, I strive to be that person. Whatever we're doing, is it badminton? Is it running a mile? I just want to be with the group. So I – that I think is healthy to me. But then there's those people that give seven – you know, four out of the hours out of their day to just be this yeah. super titan. Well, that ain't so good either. Even though it's super healthy, I think everything comes in moderation. I think there's also a utility to video games. So back to, we, we made our laughs about I'm in Crackville for law school. And, you know, the reason I went there was they gave me a good amount of money, but also it was a heavily, heavily focused government school. You got to go to the Capitol for school. I say it with like a asterisk now, but like it was really funny while Trump was still president, to say that, you know who was a professor at my law school? Joe Biden. Really? So the president of the United States was a professor at this school before I, you know, it was like the year before I got there. I would laugh. What does he teach? Ice cream law? Like, come on. He reminds me of, um, um, what's that, the puppeteer, um, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Um, He uh, is, he's the puppet. Walter, Walter (laughs) the puppet. He looks like him too. He does. (laughs) And that's why he's always wearing sunglasses because he's just like, what the heck's wrong with his eyes? He's like, I don't know. Sir, what is your thought on this? Uh, Well, nobody's ass hand is in my ass, so I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) I I don't know what, I don't know what to, I'll get back to you on that. (laughs) Yeah, let me double back. As Saki says, I'll double back on that. And and Trump, his his thing, and and the, the thing that I think I like about Trump is that he let his inside voice talk a lot, you know. And and a politician, 
lets their outside, they don't talk with their inside voice. You know in the background they're sitting going, you know, this is really bad. But <laughs> to keep being reelected, I have to follow with... Say the, the ex- talking ex- points. Exactly, exactly. Where, where you know, you, you have Donald Trump who didn't care because he was, he was for millions. I mean, and, and you think about it, it was... I laughed. It was a millionaire going into public housing. <laughs> you know, it's it's exactly what it was. But what's so funny? So I went to the school, and you know, you were kind of in Harrisburg. You're in the middle of nowhere. That is just what. And for those of you who don't know, because I know there's someone watching that doesn't, the capital of Pennsylvania is not Philadelphia. No. It that is was Harrisburg. the capital of the United States. States for a point. Up, and they got smart and moved it out of yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, they were like, get, this, <laughs> get it out of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> that was the smartest decision Pennsylvania ever made. Exactly. So you're at this place, and law school was a very unhealthy academic environment because 20% of the class got cut every semester. So there's this competition that just is toxic. There, it it brewed hate. I mean, it was sad because one, you're at a volatile point in the society where like anybody that says these talking points are a Nazi and we need to damn them. So nobody talked unless it was the other side. And then on top of it, you've got this. So you have this volatility, but then on top of it, you've got this element where 20% of us are not going to be here next semester. And you sure as shit don't want it to be you because then your life is shattered. What, are you going to reapply to law school? That, all these, yeah. Because of that, it was war. It was cutthroat. It was so unhealthy. You had people who would, hey, was the, I missed what the professor said. Was the exam on Monday or Friday? And they'll and tell they, you Monday just so you aren't ready for Friday. Oh, that's... And, and so it was terrible. Well, that's Pennsylvania for you. Yeah, well, Pennsylvania <laughs> shit. So I'm in this classroom that everybody's out to get each other. You're only allowed to say certain things. You feel so alone. You don't know who you can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, people that were your friends aren't there the next semester. You know, you people are literally trying to chop each other at the knees. So there was a severe need for a way to be connected to those back home. What's crazy about college is you go to this place that everybody's from, you went, you spend the, until that point, your whole life is people from where you're from. Right. So finally, for the first time in your life, there's no one from where you're from. It's all different places, whether it's another place in Ohio, which is still drastically different than where you're from. Northern or, and Southern, definitely different. Yeah. Exactly. 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 And, and, even though it's the same state. <laughs> but but even uh, to that point, that, that goes back to what I say on this podcast all the time, the need for the Electoral College, the need for the importance of why we have states, the beauty of this country, because truly we're 50 different countries under the veil of security uh, as one. But when you look at something like Ohio, Cleveland, Toledo, Cincinnati, Columbus, all different from each other yep. drastically. And then you've got everything in between that is nothing like any of them. But yet we're all one state. Yep. So back to the point. College. You go to this place and everybody's so different. And man, you, you fall in love with these people. They become a part of your family. 
you don't have your, this is your new family. This is the first time you're away from home and you're all maturing and growing together. You're learning, you know, you're making mistakes with each other. Exactly. And how they play off of each other. You're making mistakes with each other and how to cope with those and get over them. And then four years go by like this and then everybody goes back to their corners in the world to never be seen again, to never be heard of. And when our parents went through that, a lot of those, I mean, it's funny. My dad has his best friend from growing up when they lived down the street from each other. He lives a half hour away. They don't talk maybe once every two years just because life's happening. Oh. He, my dad's got his kids. He's got to worry about, you know, they'll send it. That's sad. So to me, there's also a tool to, I would read until midnight, one o'clock after getting up at 6 a.m. and nonstop reading shit. Like, it was terrible. Nothing yeah. about that. You're not reading Forrest Gump or no. Holes. You're reading the tax law. Right. Does that sound fun to you no. all day? So there was a beauty where you would come home and you would just say the unsayable with your best friends. Just be like, you asshole. You know, you just say the F word and not the one that rhymes with truck. You'd be like, you loser. Oh, you, you can't know. say that or you can't, can't say, say that. Or you can't but say you know that what? G word. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is you say I'm I can't. I'm happy, but I'm not. You say I can't say those words and yet the only place they, the only part they play in my life is calling my best friends that. Mm-hmm. So is it really out of a place of hate? The people I love in this I, world the most, I call that. Right, right. No, I, and I, I agree. <laughs> I, and and that's, that's the worst part about it. I mean, when you're going back to your, your dad and his childhood friend um, and me working in technology, I'm always connected to everything. Um, my getaway is once a year, I go off grid. I, I go with um, four of my buddies I grew up with. A couple of them, we were in Boy Scouts together. We go up to the Adirondacks, and we just off-grid. No cell phones, no electricity. We have a great time. And it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, um, for the longest time, it was an island, and, and it was just tents in an island. And two guys did all the cooking, and the three That's of us awesome. did all the cleaning. And, you know, you crapped in the woods, you dug a hole, crapped in the woods, and that was it. I mean, it was so nice to not have to worry about a cell phone ringing, electricity. Yeah, and you don't have a choice either. No, That's the best no, part. No, we had the choice. We had to go there. So, you know, we, well, right, our but when you're was, there. Oh, yeah, it was, it know, was just like laid back. You knew It you doesn't were, matter the house is on fire. You're right. never going to know about you, it. You knew you were going to eat good and you're going to drink good. I mean, you woke up. You so know, what do you guys do during the day? Do you fish, you hike, like, or just shoot the shit around the just, fire? Just, that's it. You, you, you have a fire going and you just bullshit, smoke cigars, drink. Um, hope you don't pass out because you're going to get the aluminum foil out, put it on your head, <laughs> you know. And, and, and that was it. I mean, it was um, take boat rides. And it got to the point where we'd listen to the radio, but we'd go through a, a crap load of D batteries. And then it was like, well, if we had a deep cycle battery from the, like a boat, we'd hook it up to an uh, inverter. And then so we you guys have put, a boat out there with you too? Oh, we'd rent a boat. Oh, you're on uh, an island. You, how else are you going to get to the island? It was, and we had it set up where, you know, we'd, we'd uh, my one brother, my one brother would, 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 captain the boat and take us out to the island and and three of us would um set up or two of us would set up the tents and the other one would come back to the trailer and we'd load up the load up the boat 
and and take trips to the island, load unload everything. And by the time you had the last load up, the tents are all set. We're ready for lunch, and we're good for the week. I mean, everything was on dry ice. Um, we, like I said, we drank, we ate really good. Um, my That's brother awesome. and Pete were perfect, perfect chefs. I mean, they did a lot of good cooking, and <laughs> you just, like I said, you just hope you didn't pass out in the afternoon because there was nothing for them to. But, but again, that doubles back to. The words you call your best friends, right? Yep. Like, they're messing with you. Oh, yeah. But, but it's it's your best friends. Like, that, if you're not doing that with your friends, then you're not friends. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're literally just putting on a charade for your comfort. The reality is that's what friends do. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is I think people need to make a point to insert that in their life. Right. I think it, it takes – it is an exercise. You need to commit to it. I think – if you could make a tradition of it, you know, your wives can't get in the way. It, this is the one thing I ask for a year. The problem is still, you're only getting that once a year. It is an effort. You know, so-and-so, you know, we got three out of the four guys this year. Bob's got this no, thing going on. No, we... I guarantee... But, but again, that takes the yeah, commitment to yes, make sure does. none of us miss it. Correct. And, and the problem is you're going to have... It, it, some people, at least, are going to struggle with the fact that not everybody's going to have the same level of commitment. There is a beauty to, back to, you know, drinking 20 Pepsis or exercising too much, whatever the case may be, there was something so refreshing to being in what I would call the shittiest echo chamber I've ever been in my life. I mean, the darkest days ever. To be able to plug in for an I mean, I don't care if it was 3 a.m., I was not going to bed and doing this shit again tomorrow <laughs> without being able to just let loose for an hour. And there was no world I was finding that in Harrisburg. So it, it gave me a, an outlet that I otherwise would not find. The problem is, on the flip side of the same coin, You've got a phone in your hand all the time, as we have kind yep. of illustrated for the audience. And it went off during our, our show here. Exactly. And, and we are more connected than ever before, but yet feel, the individual feels, the most isolated they've ever been before. So it's this weird conundrum. It's being responsible with it. A comment I wanted to make to you before, when the phone went off, ironically. It's and again, so, I'm sorry for that. No, no, I mean, no. It's, it's like... Every, and it's, it's, it's weird because when I go to church on Sunday, that's the first thing they say is, please silence your electronic. This is the church of rethinking. I should have drawn the lines well beforehand. No, I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the right Lord. <laughs> so um, the, the one thing I want to emphasize, though, is it's I, what I hate about this hyper-connective world back to, this is the point I was going to make when I was talking about emails. You got these emails and because, because it's sent to you, I have now put on the obligation to you. You owe me this today. Cause I know it didn't or bounce back. I know it wasn't a bad email. Yeah. This <laughs> tech was, master knows <laughs> it didn't bounce back. It's not like he the knows USPS, you read it. It's not like the USPS. You, you hope that it got to you today. It might get to you next year. If you email Nacho Padre, he <laughs> knows if you've opened it, if you received it. But nonetheless, I, um, I laugh because every important day in my life now has been commandeered by this interconnectivity. What I mean by that, Christmas, Thanksgiving, your birthday, pick it, pick it, mm -hmm. specifically your birthday. 
It's my day. I get one day to not be someone's slave and but, to just, it's my day to do what I want. But everybody's emailing. But everybody's you. texting you, calling you. Hey, happy birthday. You log on to Facebook and you've now got a hundred people. You got to say, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what really sucks, is, and, and here's what's funny, is you've got the four people that really mean something to you and they make a post or mm. they'll call you personally. But that's not everybody. But also it takes away from your day, everything else. So it's this weird conundrum of you allow the people who truly want to be in your life get in there as best as they can. But also people who just want to save face, do the bare minimum, you now owe them this obligation of, I don't want to spend my whole birthday saying thank Thank you in text. Thank you, thank you. Merry Christmas. I don't send Christmas texts out anymore. I don't. The people that text me, I say thank you, Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. But also, I ain't finna use my whole Christmas texting everybody Merry Christmas. I like the whole point is to be in the moment with the family, living this life in the present. Drives me nuts. Or a group text with everybody. It's like, oh my God, you get in a group text with like 10 people. It's like, your phone just keeps going off. It's like, what do I have? Oh, come on, would you please? And <laughs> yeah. he just, no, oh, come on. It's, it, and it's one thing after the other. It's like, oh my God. So so the point I wanted to make with that, that whole tangent is there's this, I, when I'm with you, like let's just say we're doing a podcast, we're going to get dinner, we're bowling. If I am with human beings in this life, this, I have consciously decided, doesn't exist to me. Oh, this sure. phone. Make me, feel, make me feel really good. My phone went off during no, our no, podcast. I, I mean, but what you're saying is, is, is true because when my wife and I are having dinner, we put our phones aside. Tells you how and to if be. it just rings, it's, you know, and, and, and nine times out of ten, people know that at six o'clock, we're eating dinner. Okay? Right. We're eating dinner to 601. <laughs> no, no. No. Because we're fighting over the leftovers. Exactly. Get over, exactly. ladies. Exactly. <laughs> leftovers? What are those? No. Exactly. No. exactly. Get over. I mean, there ain't no leftovers. <laughs> so, no. I, I, and, I, I, and I agree with you 100%. There's got to be a time when it's just you and the family. Because if you don't have that, you don't have a family then. It, yes. 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 Family comes first. The point matters the most, the familial piece. But... I definitely think we owe it to this world to live more in the present. I think that's where happiness resides. It's funny. I, one of my degrees, I, I said it with my, I had my, as I said, my 12th grade math teacher on. And when I was in my philosophy courses, I got ridiculed by my friends, as friends do, as we had mentioned. Um, you know, we'd be watching a show and they'd make fun of philosophy majors and they'd be like, oh, <laughs> just ah! don't major in philosophy. And you're like, yeah, 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 I took it on the chin. But also I knew philosophy majors scored the highest on the LSAT. I had a trajectory that I was planning on. Okay. This, this was my goal. They gave you shit for it, whatever. One of the things that I had learned in my philosophy courses was every philosopher that has ever mattered in this world has He's asked dead. what is... No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But while while very true, I'm just I'm. I'm it's very true. Okay, there have no philosophers anymore because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody thinks today. Exactly, so exactly. they're all dead. Um, but every philosopher that ever mattered had done a doctrine on 
happiness. What is happiness? What does it mean to be happy? What is it all? The thing that, you know, where I'm at in this world, I'm going to look back at this at episode 2,500 and I'm 40 years old and be like, well, that kid's an idiot. But where I'm at right now, the way I perceive happiness is it's this fake illusion you'll never achieve. It's a carrot that always gets you moving and acting. If that is the case, what true happiness is then is finding joy and value in right now. This is all you have. Like, this is all I have. Yesterday was some bullshit we dealt with at work. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. You may not even be there. Exactly. Exactly. So if you can make this matter, important, and valuable, that's what happiness is. And happiness is a flow state. You're not going to have it. You're going to have it. And that's it's an exercise that if you aren't thinking about and reaching for, you'll never achieve. You're, you're going to keep saying, well, if I got bigger boobs and I had more followers on Instagram and, and, and then let's go back to transgender people. My favorite uh, thing to bring up on the podcast. Let's go to statistics. They go. No, no, no. I, analytics. Analytics. And then we're going to go to that point. Okay. Analytics. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> transition. So with analytics, let's go to numbers. Look at the numbers, the things we're not allowed to look at. One of the favorite talking points that they like to throw out about trannies is they go, these people kill themselves more than anybody else. Even though they're less than 1% of the population, we like to talk at them, talk about them as they're 50%. And we say 70% or sorry, like a giant, I don't, I don't remember the first statistic, but a giant number of trans, a majority of the transgender community kills themselves because of pressure of society. But are those, say, uh, are those uh, people that go from male to female or from female to male? Well, so the statistics are general in both. So it's talking about both encompassing them as a totality. And they say because of social uh, uh, persecution, but they you, commit suicide. But they should, they should at least tell you so well, hold on, hold on. You, Wait, I, I got it. This is the best side of the statistic. So they tell you the vast majority of them kill, kill themselves. The narrative behind that statistic is because we're so dark and evil to these people. We don't get, you know, care or, or nurture them enough. They're, they're living in a dark world. Well, the other side of the statistic that's silent that nobody likes to talk about is 80% of transgender people that kill themselves, kill themselves post-op. After the operation. What, so you know what it is? They found they, out that they're wrong. No, exactly. They go, oh, if I cut shit. off my wiener, if I cut off my wiener, I'll be happy. Let me cut off my wiener, I'll be happy. Then they lop off the wiener and they're like, shit, I'm still not happy. And you know what that surgery is called when a woman gets changed into a guy. Adedictomy. You got it. I learned it yesterday. Yes. 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 Dude. And you know, last night I learned that and I go, I looked at, it was, so we go to this place, Creekside. Milfs love hitting on us at Creekside. I don't know what it is. These moms just (laughs) gravitate towards us. And this mom is talking to me about add a dick to me. And I go, that is a word I am adding to my lexicon now. I love that you brought that up. Yes, yes, it is. And add a dick to me. Add a dick to me, yep. So let's talk analytics. No, well, it depends on how you talk about it. So if you talk about it in sports, I mean, if you look at the Browns, they they built a team on analytics, okay? They got rid of a coach because he didn't believe in it. Hugh, Hugh um, Jackson. Jackson didn't believe in it. Um, and, and, and you see more and more professional teams using analytics, because that's now the new buzzword because it takes all the different 
numbers crunches it together that this this person is the best at running back or this person will help us best at quarterback or this person is the best pass rusher it's all analytics in sports but now when you take it and move it to the real world like um crime now it's racism because because numbers don't lie Numbers don't lie at all. And you and I know that. We see it day in and day out. But you have to watch how you use the word analytics. Yes. Because it's it's that two thing. It's it's analytics or statistics. <laughs> and okay. as long as you use statistics with crime, it's fine. But once you bring analytics into it, now you're now you're being racist. So can you flush that point out more for us? Um Mm, how would you, and I don't know the true numbers on it, but um, if you were to look at the analytics of white collar crimes in the suburbs, it would be greater than if you went into the inner city. Really? Why is that? Well, I th- I think the most is is that you're seeing the white collar crime is more educated in the in the in the okay. suburbs. I mean. Um, I don't know how it is on the west side. On the east side, we have a lot of we have a lot of culture um, segments. So you have you have like um, Beachwood is more Jewish, okay? Where you have um, like um, I don't know Mayfield or or South Euclid is more of a Catholic society. Sure, sure. Okay. And then you get into like Richmond Heights and Euclid is probably more of a um, African American society, where I don't know when you get out here to Brecksville or Seven Hills or or Independence, if there's if there's those group communities. I mean, I know like in Parma there's a lot of uh, uh, Russian. It's a, yep. it's a big yes. Russian thing. Um, Ukrainian. 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 Um, They'd yes. be upset. Yes, I'm you sorry, know. and I am part Ukrainian. Okay, I am too. <laughs> so, so, cheers <laughs> to our landlord, our our, our warlords yes. defending themselves. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. Um. So, it depends on how you use the term, and and I found out that the best way to do is not even bring analytics into the play and just keep with statistics because then. You're not upsetting anybody. But what value does that provide? It makes them feel better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not offending anybody because... Is there value in that true social community value in that? Um, That's a good question. Is it? I think there's a fact, like a flat out answer. We know it. If the reality is you're trying to get to the heart of the point, Hiding elements and perspectives and viewpoints on the statistic manipulates what the statistic means and how you interpret it. It makes it moot. It isn't valuable as if you were to look at it from all of its angles. And that exactly. And and but because it 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 raises the value for this person, it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. As long as we keep a happy medium, then then we're good. Well, so I want to get your thoughts on this point. You're wearing a blue shirt. I'm wearing a white shirt. We'll go with that, right? Racism is the 
this is why the liberals, their game, because you're not going to beat me on the fact, or because I can't beat you factually, intellectually, logically, it doesn't make sense. I have to play word games and distract you yeah. from the point, and we're, we're, to- we're not even talking about the fact of the matter anymore. So the point I want to make, they play the game racism. Let's go back to the, the civil rights movement, getting people to vote, getting people free, this whole thing. The fight at that time was not racism. It was prejudice. Yes. There is a difference. Anybody who's educated and understands definitions understands that those are two different things. And so back to my point about our shirts. Racism, at its core, what it means is that I unconsciously identify that you're wearing a blue shirt and I'm wearing a white shirt. That's what racism is. You have a wiener, I have a wiener. We're not talking to anybody here that has a vagina. That, that's what the, the core of what racism is. It's right. identifying it. Correct. Prejudice is going, I think people with blue shirts are dumber. I think yes. they're incapable. Yes. I think they, I don't like working with people with Well, the with problem you have there is you're bringing blue shirts. It should be white shirts. Well, no, no, no. So it's, it's drawing, so it's taking that analytic or, or that, that point. Don't use the, analytics because it's wrong when you're using it as racism part because it's wrong. If you're using it in the sports technology, then, then you're okay. allowed. Then you're allowed. It's, so, it's, so when I look at your shirt, I go blue. The moment I go, well, you're not allowed to sit next to me on the bus because it's blue. Mm-hmm. That's the fight. Yes. So the reality is we are now making a war against something all of us unconsciously will always have. Correct. It, 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 I will know I'm talking to someone who's a woman. I'm not treating her differently. That's the prejudice. Wait, are you sure she's a woman <laughs> and not a transgender? Well. Does she have an Adam's apple or no? <laughs> Just bouncing. <laughs> but but that's the, the, the point is, when you get to this, they, they, they're, they've picked an un, unbeatable fight. It's just like saying, we're taking a war on people who breathe air. Mm-hmm. If it is a, it's a human element that you'll never take out. I know I'm talking to a Greek person. Mm-hmm. I'm not treating them any different, so I'm not a bad person. But we're convincing you you're a bad person for even thinking or acknowledging yeah, that yep. that's a Greek person. Yep. yep. That's our problem. Yep. That's the fight. Yep. Okay, so Nacho. Yes. We got to wrap this thing up. Why? Please, yeah, I, I never want to. This went by too fast. But we got to know, after this long conversation of the comparisons, what are some of the lessons you've learned? Not to do this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> With no. all of this red stag, no. not to do it again? No, I, um, I've, I've learned that, um, first of all, PepsiCo really has some good products there. Yeah, right? I, that, that Pepsi always Zero. cheers to Tostitos. Queso yes. Blanco, all day. Yeah. Uh, uh, English is a language here, not Mexican, uh, Spanish, Puerto Rican. or Coming from Nacho yeah. Padre. Um, no, Pepsi, Pepsi Zero, that was pretty decent. Um, so when you're grabbing the stag next time, I'm what are you going? going? I'm, I'm still going with the Pepsi. Um, die Hard, you know. Old that, school. That, that's the major life yeah. philosophical lesson yeah. you've taken from the Rethink Tank. Exactly, exactly. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, um, times have changed. I mean, growing up, we didn't, ride a hel- we didn't wear a helmet riding a bicycle. Now everybody's wearing a helmet riding a bicycle. 
Is that um, a bad thing? It's a. I can't even say the G word. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, just laugh wait, at it. Wait, are you in Florida? Can't say gay? Uh, no, I'm not in Florida. Um, I'm in Ohio. <laughs> but, but they're trying to pass that legislation here. So the, the can't, can't say gay law. And, and I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's. You're offending. You're offending people. So you're not allowed to offend anybody. Which the only people that aren't offending anybody are dead. Okay. And, and guess what? They're offending people. We just can't catch up to exactly. them. <laughs> they stiffed us. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can't cancel them from the grave. Exactly. Unfortunately. Exactly. Um, no, I, it's definitely changed a lot. You know. Um, I've, you know, I, I, I look back at my grandmother, born 1900. She saw the, the invention of the car, the plane, um, man on the moon. I, I saw the invention of the iPhone. So what she got? What do I have? Diarrhea. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I saw the, uh, Al Gore's invention of the internet. (laughs) And climate change. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I've I've um, witnessed a lot of different things. It's just you just look back and you amaze at you know um, people nowadays. It's all texting. Back back when I was a kid, you went over to the guy's house, the the buddy's house, and talked to them, or you called them. Um, we didn't have digital clocks. You know, we had clocks. You had to actually read the numbers. Uh, it didn't it wasn't right to you as oh, oh it's twelve thirty is it a.m. or p.m. It's twelve thirty. <laughs> uh, you know um, <laughs> when I worked, I worked I, my my one job. The guy was military, so I had to learn military time. So you know it was you know one o'clock. No, it's thirteen hundred. You know um, you know you or or look at they're not even teaching cursive. Oh yeah, no exactly. Uh, and the new math. What's the new math? I, I, I check out the Mrs. Crow episode. Really? Oh my God! Because she hates it. You know, her conundrum was she went. She was at our public school that we had it that I went to. I'm a special ed student. Went to a public school, and that's why I have to talk slower to you then, huh? (laughs) Much slower. (laughs) So one of her conundrums was that she knew the best way to teach this math. Mm -hmm. She's done it since she was 21 in the. 50s and so she knows the best way to do long division two plus two is four not i and i, I wouldn't even know how to do it because it's probably like six that, no you should have heard it she's talking about you do circles and you put dots in the circles and she's like that is no use to anybody and so the conundrum you've got these public school te- you're, you're never gonna have this problem with a private school because they say screw you we want to be the best mm-hmm. so deal with it you're paying to be here so we're trying to be the best you either want to be a part of the best or go kick a can in public school however we gotta cater to everybody and make it nice and juicy so her problem was she knew the best way to teach but she had to teach this whatever it was the same way all the other yep. teachers were mm-hmm. and she's like I went to my a, a physics teacher and goes this is wrong please let me show you the way I was taught to do this and you tell me this other way makes sense and once the physics professor was like, no, she was like, I'm done. I'm done. She told them all throw out the books. We're going back to what works. Well, if you don't have a teacher that cares and, and is that type of go-getter, 
you're damned. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, and it, and it's bad because everything has changed so much. I mean, I I'm thank God the driver on the road observes that yellow line. You're you're on the honor system that they're going to say on their side of the road because there there's no there's no concrete barrier there. There's a yellow line, and at least for right now, they understand that they have to now. Stop signs are different because if there's nobody coming, I, I, so many people I've seen blow through stop signs or right turn on red. Right. You know, usually you you want to, the law says you have to stop, look, and then take off. But see, tech guy Nacho Padre does not live in a world with Teslas. And that Tesla is going to respect, <laughs> it has a code that forces it to respect that yellow line. <laughs> well, and they're coming that way. I mean, it's brought in from, the aviation society it's going to come to the point now where you know i was talking to a buddy who's a mechanic they're they're looking at a steering wheel not actually going to the axle really it's going to so you just are a dummy exactly exactly the same the same thing with a brake pedal it's going to take we're going to go along with that well your gas pedal right now your gas pedal is not going to throttle it's going to switch that it makes the decision exactly. whether or not exactly really exactly. yeah exactly it's it's just a matter of time. I mean they're getting all the the atomic uh, cars and everything. It's going to be all controlled. They're they're doing it. I think it's it's in Arizona where they're using uh, driverless trucks to deliver stuff. Real quick, tell me this isn't going to be the future of Tesla. I love that, and I love the aspect of the AI and the machines taking over. You know, we have cars that drive themselves, and that's a convenience right now, but soon there won't be a steering wheel, and it'll take you to the police station when you have outstanding parking tickets, and, you know, it'll be like that. So we've got a lot to look forward to. You know, if that's if that happens, it'd be a real, a real blast to see where he goes, because it's not only the machines that control us from the outside, it'll be the machines that control us from the inside, you know, the nanotechnology, you know. You're talking to a person, and they're watching a movie in their retina, you know? It'll be hard to get everybody's attention. Uh, I think it's something anybody can enjoy. You know? That's the future, dude. Yeah. Like, that's where this is going. And the, it's just like your phone. You give up your privacy. You give up your autonomy because convenience. I can know the score of the baseball game two years ago instantly. I can know what the de- – a friend that ta- – so, again, back to 20 Pepsis or one Pepsi once a month. Another side to the same coin is a buddy in high school taught me the greatest trick, and I am going to carry this for the rest of my life. I'm thankful that he taught me this at such a young age. I don't think he still does it, but it's an incredible thing that I have in my life. Anytime there's a word I don't know what it means, you say a word, we're talking. Whether I do it then and there. Add a dick to me. <laughs> add a dick to me, baby. And I walk away, and I do it, I will always Google that. Read the definition. You're not going to remember it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, by the second or third time you're in a social situation, somebody's using it, and it's the third time you've read it, you have now added another word to your lexicon. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I'm like 15 with this thing in my hand and no other use but to play little games. And, you know, dude, we in. that first iPhone, it was so cool to have an app that was like pretending to drink a beer. Oh. Or, you know, turning on a lighter. You would just touch it and a light, you know, and then you touch it why that was cool, who knows? But it was the beginning of something. So to take that and train yourself 
that anytime you're in a social, so there's a value there. I mean, I am growing superior over other people every day because of it. On the flip side, though, if that's all you're doing, you're plugged in this thing, you're damned. So you got to find the delicate balance. So I was talking about the iPhone. Oh, so again, at the beginning of this thing, it really doesn't have much utility. Now it's involved into this thing where it's going to be like the neuro chip in the back oh. of your head. So that at the beginning of the evolution, all you were doing was drinking beers and turning on lighters, fake beers and fake lighters. Now you're... It's going to be, me and you are not even going to say a verbal word again. We're just going to send emojis through our head to each other. So right now, dude, you've got the coolest tool you have in your hand. I mean, this thing can do anything for you. Tell you, (laughs) (laughs) or it can tell you any answer you're curious about. But also, it's listening to you 100% of the time. I went into Nacho Padre's office and I told him, you're a big Pepsi guy. I want to try Pepsi Nitro on our podcast. Never once have I verbally said the word Pepsi Nitro in my life. I go and sit back at my desk, turn on my phone, and immediately on Instagram, I'm getting Pepsi Nitro commercials. What are the odds? So, so, and let me tell you, and people don't realize this, there are, this is always listening to you, Alexis always listening to you. Everything's always listening to you. And there's companies out there that pay for that data. Um, one of the big ones that people don't realize it is Meta, which is the owner of Facebook. Okay. And if you've recently seen their commercials for Meta, and people don't realize that Meta is Facebook. Right, and it's it's one and the same. I mean, um, I was talking to my brother um, in in Florida, and there's a big company that 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 sells information to everybody, so that so I want to know people that use Pepsi products. So Pepsi will buy those keywords and those users, so that when they get on, you get that ad right away. They are selling that ad, not like Google. Google uses it, but they use it behind the scenes. So it's there's oh. there's stuff there's stuff in in on websites that you that you visit that's metadata that you don't even see that your browser sees that when you click on it, it's like oh hey hey Padre how how you doing how did you know it was me because right. you've already set three three other class three other websites you put your information in. And they all share that data, so it's on your computer. The only way to do that is to clear caches, and people don't want to do that because now you have to enter in your password all over again. No way. So, yeah, if you clear that stuff out, if you clear that stuff all the time, it's going to always ask you for your password because you've cleared that data. So, again, every person listening goes, there's no world in hell, no. I'm going to do that. No, there, there isn't. So, so you give up a little bit of your privacy and autonomy for, for convenience. Exactly, exactly. Yep. That's insane. Yep. It, but again, that's a trap we are we are giving to, we have fallen into that trap to everybody. My favorite meme right now, honest to God, I love this meme. It's because it's that old style, like 60s cartoon type. Black and white. Art, art, <laughs> yeah, it is. You've got a lady on the phone. In the, and it says in the 60s. And she goes, I can't say that on the phone. 
uh, there might be a wiretap. And then it goes down to the modern world, and it goes, hey, wiretap, you got any good recipe, brownie recipes? And it's just like, that's the world we live yeah. in, you yeah. know? And, and back to your point, it's wild to me. I want to double back to when I was talking about how there's this legal issue I got to deal with with YouTube. Thank God I can fight it. That, you know, there's this copyright situation with this Arab channel that who knows how I'm going to fight. You know, it's going to be a long conundrum. I just went back to that company and go, for the time being, the best move for me is just buy another template. Like, I'm as, not, I'm not going to demonetize every YouTube video moving forward because of this fight. But are you going to run into the same problem if... Yeah, just wait, just wait until it. NBC comes and buys that template. YouTube will incorrectly encompass that in their copyright. And then half-Asian lawyer Alex Gergat is going to have to figure out a way to fight it. But... And, and I'm by myself. It's just me. There's no legal team. There's no editing. It's just me. But I'm going to figure it out. So what's funny is I went to this website that I haven't been to in two years. I literally haven't touched it since I bought this template. And I bought a new one. I'm, this week has been hell. Moving this space out, getting everything together, and then making sure I am going to die on the hill this year Every episode is going to come out on a Friday. It, I am not. It, I'm not going to accidentally come out on a Saturday. I'm not going to. Oh well, next week, like it, it, a random Wednesday. I am making it a life goal this year. Every episode will come out on a Friday. That's my goal. I'm. I'm going to get this episode out on Friday. So I'm not going to mess with it. I just buy this clip. I go immediately to my Instagram because I'm posting other things. There's so much been going on this week. So I go to my Instagram to put another clip there. The first, the first thing I see on Instagram, Render Forest, the website that I bought this from, has this ad. I go, what are the odds I go on my computer, buy this clip, turn on my iPhone to do this other thing for a different account? But they're all connected amongst each other that now I've got... Yep. A render forest ad on my phone that I just bought on my phone. It's like, it's, we can't, it's everywhere. It's that behind the scenes data that you don't realize you're doing that cookies. Okay. Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen this thing about cookies on the website. Okay. And I used to work for. A Can you enlighten company. me about that a little bit? Um, Like what cookies? What the hell is a cookie, man? They're little, little bits of data on your system. On your so that when you visit a website, it says, "Oh, I know Alex. This is his information that he likes. I don't even have to ask him again ah. because it's already there." When you clear that cookie cache, it's going to say, "I don't know who you are. Fill this information, or do you?" How often do you clear your cookies? I it doesn't bother me because you know what. I'm not going on any vicious sites. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I'm I'm doing. I'm, I'm Let doing, me ask you another question. Actually, then. actually, put it this way: being in the computer system or or a technology, Industry. you know, I go home and yeah, you know, I look at you know my emails, um, messages. Um, I might uh, let me Google that. That's it. I'm not sitting at home. 24-7 looking on my phone for, I, I'm done with it. It's kind of like, I kind of refer to the, the gynecologist, you know. He comes home, he doesn't want to look at anything. Yeah. You know, 
He's seen it for eight hours. I know. I'm done I, with computers. I, I feel sorry for his wife, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's bad. I mean, I and that's why I like when I do my off-the-grid vacation because for seven days, there is no electronics. In, you know, when I'm coming back to the reality... My phone is going bloop, 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 because all those messages from that week are now coming to my phone. And, you know, the guy's like, holy crap. I go, I tell you, I got no service up there. I like it. You know, some of the people have service. I don't have service from Verizon. Thank you, Verizon, for that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, yeah, if I leave my phone on, it just dies because it's always hunting for service. So my thing is turn it off. Right. And if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it just for taking pictures. All right. So we got to we gotta boil this down okay. quick. But I got one last philosophical question for you. Uh, Something, I've been drinking. So I, I don't know how. Well, I'm that brings at, the truth out. So okay. your truth elixir is going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> so with the truth elixir, I'm curious. Okay. With privacy. This is something I've always had a conundrum with. I'm going through law school and I... I'm at a point where I couldn't trust the government as far as I could throw it. I don't trust a, a bit of the government. And when it comes to privacy, I understand the need for a right to privacy in the 50s. It wasn't illegal to be gay, but it would literally damn your life. So I could see why I want to keep the privacy of my home and my bedroom away from public because there is a part of my life, while not illegal, will terminate my ability to feed my family and be a part of this society. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But now we live in an ultra-modern world where pedophiles are not even allowed to be called pedophiles. They're minor attracted people. So we have gone to such a degree of inclusivity that everybody gets to play and everybody is accepted and included. No matter if you want to gobble up children wieners or whatever your, your free time love is, everybody is accepted and loved. What in this modern world, what is the need for privacy other than protecting your ability to do something illegal in your home? Security. Security, security from the government, who I don't trust, well, but let's be real. If a cop walked in your home, what are you trying to hide besides your meth lab, your brothel, your weed plants, your something that you're not allowed to have? It doesn't matter. It's my right to lot, to, to not allow them, in, even if I'm not hiding anything. But, but, right, right. It's your right, and that's why we... Like, again, dude, I'm a libertarian. I hate the government. Every right you give me, I'm going to use as a pawn or a tool against you. Watch it. They might be... They're listening. They know. They Listen, that's why all I got is the people I talk to, because these algorithms know this kid's not allowed to talk. So I'm curious, though, as truthfully... Someone that might smoke a joint. That's... I'm I'm cutting this out. But, like, somebody... You know the only thing you're trying to hide is the one thing you're not allowed to do, right? Like, you're not hiding the fact that you're having a, a baby shower... See, it's I, the philosophical, I want to have my right to privacy and I'm going to legally fight for it the right. day I die, but why do you need it? Because it's my right. It's my right. But if they never gave you that right, make the argument for why you are owed it at this point not having it. But that, 
it's a total difference because Wait, I've, never had, I've cause... never had I've never had the right to privacy, so I wouldn't know what it is because I've never had But why would you call for it? Why would you want it? Why would somebody in China go, I want the right to keep the government out besides the already... fascist control that it gives them? But they've never had it, so they don't know what it is. They have no idea. Which is fair. They don't have any idea what the right of privacy is because... So because you know what it is and you want to fight for our right to have it, explain to me why that person is owed it or why they should implement it. They should <sighs> get it. Because it's their right. I mean, it's, 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 it's their choice. <sighs> and it's, that's my problem. Is that's, it, the, it, that, it, that's the cop-out to something we know we want and need, but we can't make the strongest. I yet have again, failed to make an argument of why but again, it should be an but inalienable but right. But again, you're going back to pushing your belief on that person that doesn't have that right. And that's what we've been talking about all along is... Wait, wait, but that person that doesn't doesn't have that right. But you're, but you're, you're with knowledge you're, of it in your argument. If they had knowledge of it, they'd want it. But you're saying you're, you're you're going against everything you're saying before because now you're pushing your right to have privacy on a person that doesn't have that right. Do you wait, see? so make an argument for why they would should or would want I'm not, it. I'm not because it's 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 their 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 being. I'm not pushing so. The, so, what's the problem with their being? There's a world where they never had it, never wanted. Less. I could care less because they wait, don't wait. So, me. if America decided this is what works better, it doesn't cause as much complications. People are better social no, now members. You're taking away my right. You're taking so, away my right. Why do you want it? Why defend the right? Why should you? Why should there our be president? Fathers fought for that from from the very beginning. Why? That was their. Why right. they fight for? It? What was the importance of it? Because they don't. They didn't want to control you from the the crown. They don't want to pay taxes to the crown. They wanted they wanted representation here. Right. Okay. They didn't want the king telling them what to do. They didn't want that money going back there. It was here. So we can agree that the right to privacy, its value is only rooted in the it, its only value becomes present at the moment at which the fascist person in control is doing something we don't agree with or like correct so we keep it to preserve the fact that at the point at which you want to do something that we disagree with we have this right to defend against it correct so as of right now you know it isn't illegal to be gay so no, i'm a, no, but there could be a point at which it is that's and that's why we want to have the pri the ability to preserve that back to the weed plant it's illegal to have a weed plant it is but there's got to be people in this world that go I want to have the right to privacy because I don't agree with the government. So I feel like its only value is when you don't agree with the government, which is a fair point, is a right point. That's why well, look you should Cleveland. want it. But look at Cleveland. They're expunging all those weed cases. Talk um, to Camel Lady, yeah. Camel Harris. I mean, I'm telling you that. And, and, and She owes them that too. And, and, and I go back, years back, um, my wife's aunt, she said, you know what? They need to legalize marijuana. Make the tax and pay the national debt off. Look at Colorado. They laugh at the country. We paid all of our public education. All of our public education in the state was paid for by weed taxes. Who wins in the final laugh? And, 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 and that business is cash only. Why? 
because it's still a federal offense, and the and the businesses are afraid that if they put it into the bank, the feds can come and and take that money. So everything in the weed business is cash only. No credit card, no debit card, strictly cash. That's insanity. Yes, it is. <sighs> Nacho, this yes. was a great conversation. We barely even scratched the surface of half of the things we want to talk about. It, I, I think there's a lot we presented for the audience that, that they can digest today. Um, where do we leave off? What's the best Pepsi? <sighs> the stag. <laughs> <laughs> um, Agreed. I liked... Again, I did the the, the the regular Pepsi is fine. The zero Pepsi was good with the stag and the nitro for me with the with the stag was good. I think you liked the I vanilla. liked it with the stag only. It by itself is yeah, gross. It was it was I agree. Cherry Pepsi's the way to go. Yeah. That's is, mine. It is. But it was too much cherry with the stag. Away from the stag, if I just had to pick a pop, I'm going to cherry Pepsi. Yeah. Other than or cherry with the regular sugar, because I don't want to go to bed ever. <laughs> now, what's funny is Nacho Padre and I are about to have a deep dish Chicago pizza, nice. so you're going to keep yourself awake with all the sugar, but then you're going to just have a carb crash <laughs> with like all the bread you could stuff in your body. Yes. Um. So, Nacho, I appreciate your time. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um. Let's wrap this bad boy up. So, folks, if we made you laugh, if we made you think, the best thing you can do to support this podcast is share this episode. Throw it on your Facebook link, whatever the case may be. But as you've clearly learned from our conversation, we're fighting algorithms. And the best way to do that is share this episode. Send the link to a friend who might enjoy this. Otherwise, drop some comments. Which is your favorite Pepsi? I was worried Nacho Pondre was going to come on here and be like, I'm a salsa guy. And <laughs> I, want, I want to hear in the... If you had to put on a Fiesta, are you going with queso or salsa? It's, um, it's queso. queso yes, yeah, yes. Get out of here with the salsa nonsense. That, that's some ginger sissy boy. Anyway, nonetheless, if you liked what we're doing here, smash that like and subscribe button. We need you. Hit that notification bell. And otherwise, guys, you can catch all of our Rethink Tank content at our website at www.rethinktankpodcast.com. And like I always say, if, you, if we made you laugh, we made you think, go ahead and share that episode. But otherwise, Nacho Padre, my friend, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And we'll Take catch care. you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.